too, just in case we both have yeah. it. And then we'll both have it saved. That's a good idea. Da, 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 da. What you drinking, girl? I got some Prosecco. I accidentally left it open last night, and uh, now I have to finish it. Yeah, of course you do. There are only a couple glasses left. It'll be fine. Put you up here so I can speak into my microphone. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Jillian. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So you guys can't see us, and by you guys, I mean the listeners, but... Today, Chelsea and I are doing things a little bit differently in light of the pandemic that we're in. The pandemic. We're this is our first time on Zoom, so forgive us if this is a disaster, because neither one of us know what we're doing. Yeah, I know. I think it's going to be fine. (laughs) Listen, we are professionals. Professionals. Um. Yeah. So neither one of us is in quarantine per se, but if you guys remember, Chelsea's husband had to travel to Florida, unfortunately, for a funeral and out of an abundance of caution and to stay safe we said sorry guys we'll see you in 10 to 14 business days no (laughs) just regular calendar days (laughs) business days yeah because you know florida's like america's armpit it's just sorry no good so you guys Um, need to get your shit together so um i respect the boundaries oh wow you're drinking straight from the bottle i love that for you well so we usually record at Chelsea's house because she has a studio set up. <laughs> I don't have a studio in my house. Um, I'm in the basement, which is unfinished and cold. And Adam said, if you're going to record now, because it, the boys just got home from daycare, he goes, you got to make one trip because if you forget something like that's too bad. So sad Too so bad for you. Yeah. I grabbed everything and ran downstairs and I was like, forget the glass, forget the glass, <laughs> forget it, forget the glass. So here we are. How here your, we are. How was your week? My week was good. It was pretty productive. Um, working a little. Jax was home, so I was being a second grade special ed teacher this week. Yes. He's... But you guys have two students in, in uh, the class, don't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Our, my pet Zorro attends the Zoom meetings like every day. And it's just funny because um, he slowly has changed his position to where he lays to now he just lays like full blown. He started in the, off in the corner. Yeah, he started off in the now, corner, and now he's just fifty percent of the household. I love it. The whole class loves it. They're like, "Oh, look at that baby!" I hope he gets so an A plus this semester. I know. And Jill was like, "He he deserves a spot in the yearbook." And I it's I gotta true. say, I agree <laughs> personally. Um, but you had a productive week aside from being a second grade teacher, you say, aside from being a second grade teacher. Yeah. I feel like I had a pretty productive week and it's Friday. We usually also record on a Wednesday, but given that we were doing it via zoom and that Wednesday was the inauguration, mm-hmm. we decided, uh, just to do it when it makes sense. So anyways, how was your week? It was good. So as you mentioned, we had the inauguration, which was amazing. It was beautiful. I, what was the, um, and I feel like an idiot for not knowing the sweet girl who oh, read that um, Amanda poem. Gorman. Outrageous. The, uh, the poem. Yeah. That she wrote. Incredible. I can't. Incredible. And she was so just like. Poised. Yes. That's like elegance. Yeah. Just every, she just beamed elegance. Oh my God. And uh, that, was, that was my favorite part. She said that she had started writing the poem and then 
when the riots happened at the Capitol, you know, the two weeks prior, mm-hmm. she was up late that night and finished it Aww. because of what had happened. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from that, you know, Amanda Gorman, when a uh, couple, couple highlights for me, obviously when Kamala was sworn in, she was just beaming from ear to ear and just looked so happy. And just like so exciting because seriously, no matter what your political views are, you have to admit like it's awesome that we finally have a woman. I know. I know what that's so exciting because mm-hmm. it's just you need somebody to break that glass. You broke ceiling. that glass ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's because, glass everywhere, ladies. Watch out. I love those. But like. <laughs> Now it won't, I not to be like, now it won't be such a thing, but now it won't be such a thing. Cause she, right. you know, it's like, and fewer oh. people will feel limited by their gender just because yeah. of what they have in between their legs. Right. So dumb. Um, and also the fashion was oh. ridiculous. I, I Michelle can't. Obama. I was just like, you are a queen like for now and forevermore. Like, she Past was not playing her. games. No, she, she came wasn't. to win. She, she came to yeah, win. She was not playing games. And they had a side by side of her at Trump's inauguration versus this inauguration. And at Trump's inauguration, her hair was like pulled back in a bun and she was like, whatever, I don't give a shit. I'm not busting out my. She looked beautiful, but she was like, I'm not busting out my good outfit for this. And then this time, she's like, I am here to see slow. the Tic Tacs. Yes. Oh, uh, have I, I seen the many minutes? How many minutes is this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one that's like, wow, 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 yes. wow, yes. wow. That rap song and it's just showing all the, <laughs> all the, the inaug fast. Amazing. amazing. And uh, even though I'm not a George W. Bush, you know, I didn't vote for him. He, uh, you can't help but love him, right? He's like, you just want to pinch his cheeks. I did vote for George Bush and I do I love him. <laughs> He's, he is, he's just like every, the, the nation's grandpa. He is. I just, he like, is. doesn't he just seem like a goofball? Yeah. Like you're just like, Oh honey. Cause who did he, uh, what did I see? It was somebody where he was like shaking their hands and then he like pulled them in for a hug and he Aww. almost knocked them over. Did you see? No, but it was so that. funny. And I was like, ah, and he just, and he was like, <laughs> like you could tell like giggling <laughs> like under. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not supposed really, to be like, given hugs when he smiles, like his eyes smile with his, his whole face. You know what I his mean? His whole face. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when Biden and Obama fist bumped, that was another moment for me. I was like, Oh, I almost cried. Like I didn't know if fist bump could make me cry, but here I am. Well, they were buddies. I know. Oh, the memes, the, the, the friendship that launched a thousand memes. Um, I have to say, I was very relieved that nothing happened on yeah. inauguration day. Cause I was like feeling threat level midnight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. it's a level, a threat, a level, level threat, a threat level midnight. <laughs> yeah. That was a valid concern though. I get that. And when I was watching the inauguration, one of the things I thought of was, I wonder how many snipers they have poised around the Capitol. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Like outside on roofs and stuff. Yeah. So, but it all worked out. Everyone was safe and uh, it was a beautiful day. And even though they didn't get their big inauguration, you know, their inaugural ball, they still hit it out of the park with a concert that night. And, it, and you know, Tom Hanks, speaking of America's grandfather, America's uncle, Tom <laughs> Hanks was the host. So that was nice. Um, so, other than that, I have. Speaking of Tom Hanks. Yes. 
Josh and I just watched Catch Me If You Can. I love that movie. Me too. It's one of my all-time favorite. Is it an? It's a two thousands, right? It's like two thousand five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I I was in college when it came out. Phenomenal. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks. Again, like, why didn't Leonardo DiCaprio win an Oscar an Oscar sooner than he did? I don't know. That's one that is Oscar worthy. Agreed. Performance and Catch Me If You Can for sure. Yeah. And I think I feel like that movie was. That movie was long, wasn't it? Oh my gosh, it's almost like two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think it was two discs. For some reason, I thought maybe it was two discs. Anyway. Oh, it's 2002. So it's like bordering 90s kids yeah. Yeah. territory. Okay, so I was like, I had just started college that year. All right, all right. All right, um, all right. So other than that, Chelsea, you know, the big news for me this week was the arrival of our treadmill. Okay, first, I would like to... Because last time you were, the last time we recorded, you were- It was last Thursday. The next day. Yeah. So th- the people don't even know about the day of chaos. I know. Unless Can they follow me on the TikTok, day- which they probably don't. <laughs> um, Guys, I, I don't TikTok. know if you know, but I'm, my video about my Nordic track experience went it viral. It went viral. <laughs> it's got almost 40,000 views, Chelsea. Can you believe it? No one listens to this podcast, but everyone loves a good customer service fail. So you should bait TikTok for it worked for 90s kids. <laughs> no, oh, by the way, I'd be like, by the way, check out my you're pod. Here, check out my pad real quick. So last Thursday, Chelsea and I recorded, and that was the episode that played last, well, a few days ago, a couple days ago. What was it? I don't even remember. Wednesdays. Yeah, but what did we release? Oh, honey, honey, I shrunk the, the kids. Okay. So during that episode, I, I was talking about how the following day, which was last Friday, the 20, the, excuse me, the 15th, no. we were supposed to be getting yeah. our treadmill. And Chelsea said, we'll see. We'll see. And she actually said, do you need me to stand outside like a security guard to like monitor the situation? I said, I don't think that's. I did. But she should have. I didn't actually come, but I should have. So Adam and I are working from home that day and Adam's on a phone call at our dining room table and he get, has a perfect view of the street in front of our house and he sees the yellow Penske truck pull up and he is so excited. He was on a work call and he's like, oh my God, my treadmill's here. I got to go. I'll talk to you later. Like he ended a call early, goes outside and he's so excited. And the guys are like, listen, we're really sorry. Like we're just the delivery people. We have to deliver this. And Adam's like, what are you talking about? And they take out the box and it is it looks like it got into a fight with Sasquatch. It was really bad. Um, like not an exaggeration. Yeah. Literally looks through it went through a giant meat grinder. I will like, post photos. Like the entire like top of the treadmill was exposed. Mm-hmm. And for all we know, like pieces could have fallen out. Yep. Things could have been damaged. The plastic uh over was ripping. Was covering the treadmill was ripped. Yeah. So yeah. Adam's like, Are you fucking kidding me? And he says, you know. I'm going to have Nordic Trek send me another one. Like, I don't want this. And the guys are like, well, we got to deliver it. And Adam's like, well, you'll be coming back to pick it up then and to bring me my next one. So, oh, and the other thing was they said, uh, yes, I was just going to mention that. So because of COVID, Nordic Trek no longer allows Select Express. Only Nordic Trek does this because Select Express does. We almost scheduled setup with them, but it was going to take too long. So They were like, oh, we can't deliver it because like to your basement or set it up for you because you ordered it through Nordic track. And Adam's like, well, that sucks. If I give you like, there was two guys, if I give you guys like 10 or 20 bucks each, can you bring it downstairs? And the guy, one of the guys didn't speak English. He spoke Spanish. And the other guy who spoke English said to Adam, oh, well, this other woman gave us $80. 
And Adam said, you know what? Just leave it, leave it in the front. I can't even. So they leave it in the foyer and they leave. And Adam is livid. Before they even brought the treadmill inside, I was on the phone with Nordic Track. I spent about three hours, three and a half hours total on the phone that day. <clears throat> and then I get a call from, Adam got a call from someone high up at Select Express. They were very apologetic. I posted to TikTok. And then which we went ran viral, which went viral. <laughs> but I'm telling um, you, I think that's I think part that of has the reason you got it. Yep. such a quick resolve. Which is so sad. But anyway, because of people who are like, what about a grandma who doesn't have TikTok? Yeah. So this guy calls Adam and is like, oh, we're going to come pick it up. We're so sorry. This is not our standard. Super apologetic. They come and they, and they come and the guy calls me and he's like, oh, my boss just told me I had to come pick up the treadmill. What's wrong? And I was like, ah, uh, you know, what's wrong. Like it's yeah. all torn apart. And he's like, okay, is it in the same spot? I delivered it. I said, no, it's in the basement. And he starts to say, well, I can't come down to the basement. And I said, you are going down to the basement to take it out. Your supervisor told me that you would do that. And it's my understanding that you told my husband, you'd be willing to bring it downstairs to the basement if he paid you $80. So I don't think you actually have a problem or any legitimate concern regarding your health. And he stops and says, okay, I'll be there in an hour and a half. They come and pick it up. They're taking it out of the basement. They knock over a fire extinguisher, which hits the condensation pump of our HVAC system and shatters it. Shatters it. Shatters it. And the purpose- Water all the, over the basement. Water all over the basement. Because the condensation pump, the purpose is to take water and put it in a drain, like pump it up to a drain. Nope. Now it's broken and leaking water everywhere. The next day, the HVAC company comes out, $440 to replace it. Then- Which is pretty much the exact amount of money- Yes. Since Nordic Track to take yeah. off of your drain. Right. Nordic Track finally was like, we're going to give you- just about 20% back. And then they're like, oh, sorry about that broken condensation pump. Anyway, all of a sudden Monday, I get a call from Select Express to schedule the delivery of my treadmill. And I am surprised because they reordered a new one on Friday. We thought it was going to be at least two or three weeks. They tell me they're going to schedule it and they'll be there the next day, which would have been Tuesday, the 19th between nine and one. And then I get an email like half an hour later confirming delivery for Tuesday, the 26th. And then I call and they're like, we don't have any record of a scheduled delivery. I'm like, what the fuck? So I said, so I said to Adam, um, we might get a treadmill tomorrow. We might get a treadmill next week. I don't know. They show up right before one o'clock the next day. Surprise of the century. Deliver the treadmill. The box is whole. It works. It works. We set it up. It's incredible. The treadmill itself. Adam is in love with it. He's like, this is, I told, you know, I get it. I get why this is highly rated. I get why it costs what it costs. We would never recommend Nordic track, like ordering from Nordic <laughs> track. But if you like find this treadmill online, like someone's selling it or like at Dick's, sure. But don't order from Nordic track. Yes. Yeah, and uh, we just found out today that they approved the claim that we had with the delivery company. So we should Good. be able to check in the next month and a half. Da, 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 da. Well, I guess at least your justice is on its way. Yes. I just couldn't believe the comedy of errors with it. Like it was ridiculous. when you were so excited <laughs> that they were going to be delivering it. And I was like, we'll see. I was joking. And then the next day was just literally was like, like, oh, what? We'll see. Yep. We will yeah, see. We will see, won't we? Yep. Chelsea was right. Yeah. You know, I often am. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to report, Chelsea? Um, I don't think so. All right. Let's slide into our first segment. Whack or all that. Whack or all that. We all still right. don't have a jingle. 
Josh, where are you? Hello. Right. I'm going to go. My okay. wife all that. I'm going to show you a picture of it and you're going to remember it. It's okay. the fun to drive dashboard. Hang on. This thing. Hold on. Yes. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Oh. I had friends who had that. Right? That's fun. Isn't that like a recovered memory? So this yes, is the thing is. that it's like, it looks like you're like you're driving a car. It's like the modern day. It's almost like an art, a driving arcade game, but that you can. But it's like little in your house. You can have. Yeah. Right. I don't remember having this, but I remember one of my cousins playing it. Right. Yeah, and I loved yeah. it, and I always wanted it. And I think if I got this for Jack, you would love it. Oh my gosh! Yes. And do you think they have one now? I don't think so. But remember last week we were talking about. Um, like an iPod that just plays music. Yes. That's what that's like. I feel like instead of getting like a whole game console. So it's just Mario Kart. It's just that. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah. So for that reason, I give it and all that. And that. all that. Okay. Mine is going to be like the super small purses. Do you remember that trend? Oh, like the Paris Hilton super small purses? Yes. Where they were like. I do. <laughs> like you can fit maybe a chapstick in it. Yeah, and but nothing, nothing like your car keys. I don't even. You couldn't even fit like a wallet in it. Yeah, no. Um, or and iPhones today? No, they've never fit in those. No, I can't. Um, I had a bunch of them. Did you really? I did because they were like eclairs, like cheapy cheap. You know, I like specifically remembered this one blue one that I had that I loved. (laughs) Did it have like shimmer? Was it just plain blue, or did it? Of course, it had shimmer. No. It was like frosty blue, like frosted, you know, and I kept my very important things in there, like my roll on glitter, (laughs) you know, and that probably that's it. If you needed to add shimmer to yourself at some point during the day. At any point in time, I might need to. You never know. That's true. Wow. So um, I'm giving them a whack because (laughs) they're not practical. I, if I can't fit my phone in it, it's not, it's not going to work for me. That's a no for me, dog. Yeah. It's a no for me as well. Do you know what I recently did? And when I say recent, I mean like sometime in the last year. I went through all my bags and purses and all that and got rid of a ton of coach wristlets. Do you remember how popular those were? Yes. That's, but that was like, that's what I mean. Even falling into this trends. Like it was, that was was like the grown up version of like the Claire's teeny tiny purse. It was. Yeah. Um, and why it's so prone to getting lost. I know. Now I understand why my grandma wore a crossbody her whole life. The coach bags in general are so interesting because that was like one thing once I got into high school and college and stuff like that's often what I asked for as a collective birthday present was like a coach bag. And because they changed like cool status so quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like if you were wearing the big C's when the little C's were in trend, like (laughs) we all know that's two seasons ago. You right. Exactly. You're trying to be cool, but you probably got that on clearance. And so it was very hard to keep up with it. Now that I think about it, like who cares? Uh, yeah. We cared. So, you know, that and now uh, all my bags are from target. What? (laughs) Speaking of TikTok. You know, yeah. the, uh, you know, the, how to be a bougie bitch. From yes! So he had one recently and I can't, I don't remember his handle, but he had one recently about, um, designer handbags specifically. And was like, those of you who are knocking like coach and Michael Kors, these companies are worth millions and billions of dollars. And I would rather own a real coach than that fake ass Louis Vuitton that you're rocking because we know you can't afford a real one. I was like, mm, he has a point. Mm-hmm. He has a point. But you know what? 
I had a fake Vuitton. Louis Vuitton from oh, uh, Chinatown <laughs> in New York City. Yes. Yes. Fell off a truck. Oh, um, magic. Yeah. But now I'm like, why spend? I mean, listen, if I could afford like a real Louis Vuitton, like one of the, their oversized bags, maybe I would want one. But also like just give me a quality leather bag. Okay. A quality leather bag. That's how you know you're in your mid to late 30s. I know. I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Hold on. Responding to quick text. Okay. Okay. So today, Jillian and I are going to be talking about trauma from our childhood. <laughs> Via the form of uh, movies, television, TV shows, anything like that. And I feel like I want a sort of disclaimer in a sense, because we're going to be talking about this, but I think this is a subjective process. You know what I mean? Like something that I might have found really disturbing as a child may not have bothered you at all and vice versa. Right. For anybody else. And like, I'm not even saying I necessarily think that having these sort of things in movies and films is a bad thing for kids to see per se. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it. And on that note, um, there's this podcast. I love it so much. It's, um, it's a mythology podcast. Oh, and, um, they interviewed this guy who got a doctorate in stories essentially right and so when she's interviewing him part of the thing she's like do you think that like it's important for kids to watch fairy tales you know those sort of things and yeah yes I re-listened to it for this yeah and he said yes he thinks that like fairy tales and villains and monsters and things like that and kids shows are so important for children to watch because it teaches them how to overcome the biggest monster they'll ever face which is themselves <laughs> right and i was like oh sh-. i mean he's and he's like he's the right. latest hardest guy he's like yeah blah, 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 blah. and then he says that and he's like but it's true man you need to like learn how to fight the demons because yeah. you're going to face demons right you- and anyways so in saying this, don't think we're so soft that we're suggesting. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> but we're it's not. funny. It is funny. Well, also consider the fact that if you're like four or five or six or seven watching a movie, like it might have scared the hell out of you when you were younger, but now you'll have a different perspective. Absolutely. So, which we'll get into as well with some of the ones that we Yeah. Okay. So you go first. Okay. I'm going to start with The Land Before Time. Okay. When in case you've seen it. Yes. Yep. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but yes. All right. So for those of you who haven't seen the land before time, or don't remember it, need a refresher. This is about dinosaurs. And there is, I think what amounts to a drought and they have to move and they have to go to the great Valley. I, I remember correctly, there might've actually been like volcanoes and there was basically, it was raining fire. Apocalyptic. Right. And they had to go. It's to, like pre the meteor. Right. Oh yeah. It was way before. But bad things are happening. Yeah. Bad things are happening. They need to go to quote the great Valley where there's like lush greens and water and everyone can, you know, live and survive. So one night when shortly before they're getting ready to leave sharp Tooth, the T-Rex, Everyone calls him Sharp Tooth. He 
is awoken and that's when things start to go really awry and there are volcanoes and Sharptooth is like the enemy throughout he's like the antagonist throughout this whole thing their kids are kids like the baby dinosaurs are constantly trying to escape him but what was particularly traumatizing was Littlefoot who is the protagonist uh, yes he's a Brachiosaurus <laughs> used to be Brontosaurus now it's Brachiosaurus if there are any uh paleontology people on the line apologies if I'm wrecking this but his mom dies trying to pro- to protect him and the other little dinosaurs. And he has a very, very sad goodbye with her. And she says, like, you know, I'll always be with you. You know, look in your heart, that kind of thing. But what really wrecks me in this movie is when he's traveling. He's very sad. And he sees a shadow of another Brachiosaurus, of a Brachiosaurus. Or he sees what he thinks is a Brachiosaurus. He thinks it's his mom. And as he runs closer and closer and closer to the stone, he realizes it's his shadow. And so that sad. killed me. That was one of the hardest cartoon deaths. Like, that was harder than Bambi. I don't care about Bambi at all. Oh. But Land Before Time? That's funny. Josh is traumatized by the Bambi death. I don't even remember there being a death in Bambi. And I know I mean, that I know that there is, but I like you it don't didn't see it. stick with me enough. Right. Because... No. Like, it happens off, like, like it doesn't, happens off screen. What is funny about Bambi, though, is like his father is absent. I don't know what he's doing. And then his yeah. mom dies and he's like, all right, now you're now I got to take you under my wing and you're going to be the new like. I mean, when did that movie years? come out? Like the the 50s or the 60s? Yeah, which that's true. <laughs> it tracks is all I'm saying. <laughs> I guess it tracks. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my trauma moment from The Lamb Before Time. Um, do you think because I, I feel like I've seen this debate. Um was Littlefoot's mom or Mufasa more traumatic? Oh God. Um, I'm Team well, Mufasa. I was gonna say. I think what's traumatic about uh, the Lion King is that there was a sort of. I can't think. There was, you know, he was not duped, but he was uh, betrayed. Yes, there was betrayal. Like he was betrayed by his own brother. Yeah, and you know. Simba almost died because his uncle set it up for him to die. What even? What even? So that's pretty, that's pretty dramatic. And you know, that's based off of Hamlet. Maybe you don't know that. I but don't know that. Yeah, that's the, um, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. Because um, something else I was looking at today when I was trying to find things to defend Disney, because I do know that Disney gets a pretty bad rap. And I'm, I'm also a team earlier like, films. Yeah. 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 Um, for things. And a lot of people were like, um, yeah, but Disney was just taking the legends that existed in turn. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. they're not the ones who had these plot lines. Right. I mean, now they are, but at the time, you know, that. No, you're right. Like all of these, like the little mermaid. Beauty yeah. Beauty some of them go back to Man. Grecian times. Right. Hercules. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Of Notre Dame, which we'll get into. Yeah. So yeah, that's one of that's one of mine. What okay. So the first one I want to bring up is, I mean, truly, I I should have made this my number one, but just because it's not everybody, I think knows it is a uh, Little Nemo and like Sleepland, Dreamlands, something like that. 
And yeah, it's like, tell me uh, about it because I am not familiar with this. Yeah, so it's it's a it's like a a Japanese company made it. It's not like Pixar or Disney okay. or anything like that. And I I remember the first time I watched it was at my grandma's house. And so my guess of what happened was my grandma was probably at like Target or something, and saw this cartoony like Little Nemo in Dreamland and thought I just Google it was. It and I'm looking at the imagery. Okay, but the imagery it's stunning. Like yeah. the the visuals in it are beautiful. That's something I was going to say about it. This movie, like, absolutely tanked, tanked. Like, nothing. Really? Mm-hmm. Like, like, in the box office? Yeah, and it's, when I was reading on it today, it said something okay. to, like, yeah, it just, nothing. And to a point where they tried to be, like, from the directors of Home Alone on it. And, like, <laughs> uh yeah, I was going to say it's a Chris Columbus. Uh, yeah, because they want after like, Home Alone came out, they started putting that uh, on their VHS and stuff because uh, they wanted people to yeah. like. Anyways. That's okay, funny. so the concept of this movie is this little boy has extremely vivid dreams, like super, super vivid dreams. So when he's dreaming, he can't tell the difference between dreaming and reality. It's like, uh, ask, you know, yeah. and because he's so good at it. Like this King in dreamland decides that he is going to be the new King when he grows up like of dreamland. Cause he's so good at lucid dreaming essentially. Okay. And so he gives him this key to dreamland where he can open any door he wants, but he's not supposed to open the door to like nightmare to the nightmare land or whatever. Uh And so he meets this creepy frog who smokes cigars. (laughs) Who's like the devil on his shoulder. Who's like, ah, what's the worst that's going to happen? You can open, open the nightmare door or whatever. So he does. And this is the scene that wrecked me. Right. So he opens the nightmare door with the key. He sees that it's like super scary. He slams it shut. And then he goes to this party where the King who it's like very, a Christmas Carol, Ghost of Christmas Present. Okay. Like the king is like super fat and big and looks like Santa and is like really jolly and laughing. And there's like a ball and a feast and, you know, yeah. and he's like celebrating Nemo and being like, Nemo's going to be the, the new ruler. And Nemo's starting to feel really guilty because he knows he like unlocked that door. Right. Oh. And so right after the king like gives him all this cool stuff he goes to go try and un- and lock the the door again but it's too late and the nightmare has gotten out and what their vision of a nightmare is is it's this like black tar sludge with like red lava in it that like creeps and crawls and it grows as it goes and it like wraps around you like an octopus and like pulls you into the nightmare world oh my god and this was a children's movie this is a children's movie and then in the and then the nightmare world is essentially hell and so nemo and so the nightmare comes and eats the king like in front of his daughter and in front of all the patrons oh who are there at this god. big ball and they're all like ah, running and screaming trying to get out and he's big and strong and he's trying to fight it but he can't and the nightmare eats him and so nemo has to go into the nightmare to save the king and ultimately he does but I've never forgotten that imagery of the tar. (laughs) You know, what's funny is that I was just going to ask you if you rewatched this or read up on the plot again to remind you, but it sounds like you just remember. I have, it's like, okay. So, I mean, it was years ago because the time I, I remember where I was when I looked it up and I was like a college student. Right. But one day I was like sitting somewhere and I'm like, what was that fucked up movie when I was a kid? (laughs) And I was like, it had a name like very similar to a current cartoon name. And when I remembered Nemo, because obviously finding Nemo, Nemo, right. Right. 
like I Googled it. I was like Nemo, but scary. And it led <laughs> me to all these articles that were like about that movie. Yeah. And some of them are like horror enthusiasts who are like ne- uh, Nemo in Slumberland or Dreamland or whatever is the most fucked up movie I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I um, basically my sister Gabby is obsessed with like paranormal, real, scary horror movies, like zombie movies. I'll have to tell her. Ask her to watch it and see I will. what she thinks. And, then and I want to so- know what she thinks. So then she'll probably be like, whatever. I was trying to find the scene, but I couldn't find just the scene. They did have the whole movie. And I'm like, well, girl, I don't have time to sit and watch the whole movie. Right. Right. But I read the comments and people were like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now I have to watch this. (laughs) You should watch it. We'll talk about it. Okay. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. I definitely have to watch it. That is some messed up shit. It's really the visual of the tar because I think that's what, and this is going to, this is heavy, but I feel like that's like what catastrophe feels like. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I know what you mean. Just like a, because it's not like, yeah, it doesn't have teeth or zombies or anything. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just like. Did you ever see the movie Fern Gully? Oh yeah. Well, yes. it's like Texas. Yes. Yeah. I felt the same way about that. Yeah. When I watched which is it, almost, like that. It's almost scarier. Right? I know. Yeah. And and um the guy in um Fantasia. Uh the, the villain. He's like the bat gargoyle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. He yes, gives yes, me yes, that yes. vibes too, where yep. it's like, I'm not coming to attack you. I'm not like a bear, but I'm I'm still gonna get you. <laughs> Right? <laughs> you can run, but that's I'm, fine. It's I'll fine. Still I'm still going to get you. <laughs> which is which is scary. Like that slow like that I are you kidding me? That's like what horror movie? Is it Halloween? Is it um Freddy Krueger or Jason, which one of them is it that he doesn't run after them? He just walks with a knife in his hand because he knows he's going to get you. I wouldn't know because I don't watch that shit. Oh. Do you know that? So you know this. I do. A lot of people might not know this, but my um, father was not, my parents got divorced when I was young and I didn't really have a relationship with him. One thing I remember is walking into a room where he was watching Freddy Krueger when I was very little and I saw the Freddy Krueger like finger knives and uh, yeah, I've hated it ever since. So oh, that's thanks. so interesting. The recovered memory. All right, girl, give me another one. Okay. Another one. <laughs> Congratulations. You DJ played Khaled. yourself. <laughs> um, so the next one I'm going to discuss is Dumbo. This is more sadness. Sadness. Yeah. So this wrecks me in a sadness way. Wow. This is like, it's interesting. You're going to see a theme because mine have to do, well, some of them have to do with other things, but there's a lot of sadness in what wrecks me. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to see if there's a theme in what wrecks you or what. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Dumbo. Okay. All right. You know, everyone knows the story of Dumbo. So Dumbo and his mom get separated because some little asshole kids were making fun of Dumbo in his ears and she smacks the kid with her trunk and then she gets put into what amounts to solitary confinement. And then Dumbo's really sad. And that little mouse in the movie, Timothy, he's like, I'm going to cheer you up. Let's go visit your mom. And it's late at night and Dumbo goes to visit his mom and she's swaying. He's like sitting in her trunk and she's like singing, you know, there's, lullaby music playing in the background and she's swaying him in in the trunk 
and uh one or both of them like a single tear and i and i just remember thinking oh my god that is so sad it is so sad and now as a mother it's even more traumatizing and that's what that's the baby mind song that's when she sings that right she's got her trunk hanging through the bars i just can't i cannot um they can't even see each other like face to face all they can do is like hold each other's trunks and she's swinging him and then when i was preparing for this today it also not to get too controversial but was like oh my god like babies in cages like babies and mothers separated i was yeah wow this is this is a lot this is a lot for my heart too much so that as a kid you know the thought of being separated from my mom was just too much too much and now the thought of being separated from my kids well that's too much that's a nightmare that's a nightmare did you watch uh dumbo as a kid yeah i did and i i very much remember that scene and remember it being very sad yeah but um something that most of the people who've known me up until the last since i've been a mom i've i've got much softer when i became a mom oh yeah ever since then but like like my parents joke around and be like we used to worry about you as a kid because you like never showed sadness (laughs) Like, wow, thanks. My mom, I think, I think a version of her story was when she took me to see The Lion King because she was like sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. In the theater. And I was like, well, as a kid, I feel like that doesn't make you totally. But I also didn't cry my grandparents' funerals. And everybody was like, does she cry? (laughs) Does she have, does she feel we're not? Is Where, there, should we take her somewhere? Is Are she we, a robot? Should sure. we be concerned? Now, the problem is I did feel I just did this. Shove it down. Yes. You know shove what? I hear that is the healthiest shove way to cope down. with emotions. Yeah. You just shove them deep down. Shove them deep down. Deep in your belly. Talk say, about. <laughs> talk about worked for 90s. 90s. Right. And shove it down. Yes. Yes. Turn it off. Have you ever heard the. Um, have you seen. um? The Book of Mormon, the musical. No. Ah, so funny. No, they I have a song it. about being a Mormon and it's called Shut It Off. <laughs> and they the guys like give or something like that. You shut it off. Yeah. And the guys like are everything, all giving... like your sexual lust, your desire yeah. for alcohol. There's one guy who's talking about how he's he's like one time it was a camp and I was sleeping in there and I made a friend, Steve, and it turns out I had feelings for Steve and stuff. <laughs> and he's singing and then he's like, but what do you do? You turn it off <laughs> like a light switch. It goes click. <laughs> wow. It's our I, little Mormon um, trick. Listen, when uh, Broadway opens up, if more, if Book of Mormon is still somewhere. It should be. It, it did amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Work for 90s parents. Just shove those emotions down. Shove them down. Shove so, them down. I mean, now I just cry all the time. My last three therapy sessions, I've cried the entire hour. So well, I'm, I'm doing really good. <laughs> that actually is good it is you know what's funny well this is not funny but um before chelsea's husband almost died she was known for not shedding any tears and she'd be no like tears. oh i shed a tear yeah and then when josh was in the hospital on his deathbed she was sending us messages and many of them were photos of her with red face 
to your streaming. She's like, I can't shut. I can't, I can't shut, shut it, shut it off. off. She's like, it just is this what is happening? It's just all the time. I'm constantly crying and constantly uh, crying. Yeah, it was. Just, like, I remember taking a photo one day because I wasn't even having the crying emotions, if that makes any sense. <clears> but my eye, it was like a faucet. And so I just sat there with the straight face and took a picture as they were just streaming down my face. And I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. They're just like, it's on, I guess. You know, that happened to me once when I was pregnant. Um, I was this woman who is who I love and I haven't seen since before the lockdown. And I'm going to text her after this to say (laughs) hello. But uh, she we had two clients that were constantly at odds. My client was incredibly difficult. And uh, they just couldn't co-parent. I think the mom, to her credit, did try to co-parent. The dad was always looking for reasons to like call CPS or bring her to court over something dumb. And uh, I was trying to arrange for something. And I'm talking to my friend who represented her. My friend worked for Conflict Defender. And she said something to me that was really meant for my client. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't say it to him Mm because I'm his attorney. She said that to me and I remember getting very hot and my eyes started to tear up and I went into a conference room and she came in. She's like, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't about you. It was about him. And I was pregnant. I was like, I know. And I'm sobbing and I'm like, I can't stop crying. I don't Mm -hmm. know why I'm crying. I'm not even upset. I'm not upset at you. I'm not sad about anything. I just can't stop crying. I can't catch my breath. She's like, I know, sweetie. I know. And she had two older boys. So she, she actually did know she, cause she was like, I've been there. I get it. You just sit here. I remember this story. Yeah. It was so bad. from real time that's yeah, I was just like I don't know what to do how do I stop this I can't stop she, did oh, you ever stop. do you ever tear up when you laugh so hard do you ever oh. get tears in your eyes when you laugh so hard um yeah the time that I peed on your chair yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> um that time so one time when I was pregnant I was laughing so hard at a video of a cat jumping off of a building and f- have you seen it they they do it to the tune of sale <laughs> no, he, like, but I'm gonna oh, it. so funny. And it was the first time I saw it. And it like, I laughed so hard. I was choking and I got tears in my eyes. And then the tear feeling, even though I was laughing, reminded me of crying. And then I just started sobbing. <laughs> I was also pregnant and everybody was like, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. It just, it was the same sensation. And my body just went with it, I guess. You know, pregnancy is a bitch. The hormones <laughs> the are just wild time. Wild, wild time. times. Um, all right, Chelsea, what's your next one? Okay. My next one is the entirety of the movie, the brave little toaster. Oh God. I almost forgot about that movie. Well, welcome. Let me tell you just <laughs> a few. And this is just straight from a, a freaking Buzzfeed article. You know what? Everybody knows before you start a lot yeah. of people haven't seen this movie. What? So I remember I loved this movie. So did I. There was some Facebook group I was in. It was something. And I think I mentioned the movie, The Brave Little Toaster. And this woman said, oh, my God, thank you. I've been trying to tell my family there was a movie about a talking toaster and a talking this and da, 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 da. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. I couldn't remember the name. Thank you so much. You have just made my day. And I was surprised because I thought yeah. that was pretty well known. I, I mean, I tie it into like the movies of my childhood right I just yes. assume everybody knows what right. it is exactly I know. um but it's it's like um 
a very dark version of Toy Story before there was yes. a Toy Story because yeah. the appliances have thoughts and feelings and I think they're upset right because their owner moves away is that what it is I think so or they think he moves away or he gets rid of some of them because he's getting new ones and they're trying to find their way back but they end up yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing (laughs) so but here like here are just some of the things that happen in the movie so one of them is there's an air conditioner that is like so into conspiracy theories right and he's the one who actually like scares all the other appliances he's (laughs) and when he's talking about the conspiracy theories he like blows up (laughs) like he gets so stressed he blows up oh god okay i love it um there's the heated blanket right yes and like everybody hates the heated blanket and he needs love so bad he's constantly trying to cuddle up to people and they are like you're disgusting go away (laughs) that's fucked up um that's the nightmare okay this is the part the vacuum cleaner uh eats its own cord because he tries to kill himself and the other appliances right. have to save him. Oh wow! And turn him off, but Just he tra- he does it intentionally. Yeah, he 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 is freaking out, and he sees the cord, and he runs over it, knowing it would short circuit him. And all the appliances are like, "Don't do it!" And speaking of '90s kids, the appliances get sucked into quicksand at the quarry. <laughs> Remember when quicksand was something to be concerned about? Turns out it's not. Turns out it's not. And then there's um, that pawn store owner. Uh-huh. Who, like he's like the Sid of the Toy Story world, you of know. Course. Of course. And so he takes them and tries to like rip them apart, but he's very dramatic and like surgical about it. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole song that they sing in like a dumpyard that's essentially like "There's no hope they're gonna get you." Like give up is essentially the theme of the song. Oh my and God. it's just the darkest. <laughs> it's so dark, and it's just interesting because. I loved it. I loved that movie as a kid. So what I, one thing I remember about this movie was uh, the vacuum was, the vacuum's name is Kirby, which is an actual appliance company name. And we owned, it was like your original door-to-door salesman selling vacuums, like MLM kind of thing, I think. My mom owned, my my mother's ex-husband was like a salesman for Kirby. And we owned a Kirby when we lived in New York City. And then I think at some point there was a, uh, my mom found this little kitten and we named the kitten Kirby and we had this sweet little oh, kitten that's named Kirby. Kitten. It is right. And I remember yeah. one day when I was, yeah, I must've been eight or nine at the time. I remember the cat was very sweet and I would come home every day after school and like cuddle the cat and pet the cat. And then one day the cat was like, I've had enough of this, like jumped and scratched her shit on me. I was like, you know what? Fuck you. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so Kirby is still around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. still around. So they make good vacuums from what I've heard, but um, I'll stick They're... to my shark. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. My bad. Um, the song I was thinking of in Brave Little Toaster is called Worthless. Wow. In Worthless. a children's film. In a children's song. So, yeah. Um, and here's the thing. You should play it for your son, Jack, and see if he likes it. Because no, you know how is it like a musical, like very like okay. So something about Jill's son Jack and I that we have in common is like oh yes, is in musicals and and whatever Disney shows, whatever Jack, Jill's son and I 
always like the villain songs, like the flat, the flat songs, the very, and this song is for unfortunate souls. Yep. Yep. The Gaston song and the Gaston the, song. <laughs> always all the sad ones, always the sad ones. Like shiny from uh, Moana. hundred percent. Yep. We're going for those flat keys. That's what we're yeah. looking for. Yep. So every, time, song, every time. But yeah. So it's the cars at a junkyard are telling their story. Like I used to drive down the road. I was in the Indy 500 and then now I'm worthless because I'm run out. And then they sing the song right before they get smashed by the car smasher at the junkyard god that's so sad so if you want to go listen no youtube worthless from brave little toaster and i already found it i'm gonna play it when we're done okay <laughs> you must be like hey jack i found a great new song for you it's called Just, Worthless. you but the thing is like without giving him like don't show him the music video oh Just i won't the song yeah. and be like what do you think of this song and i would die to know i have to do that and also Total sidebar today, we were Jack has a playlist that I had started curating for him before he could speak or even really walk. And he has since added to it. It's got like 60 songs on it. And among the songs are we've got Madonna, um, Like a Prayer. We have Candyman nice. by Christina Aguilera and also Hi Holland, Burlesque by Christina Aguilera. And what is ridiculous is that he can is when we're in the car and he sings burlesque. Wow. Amazing. I, I mean, a true point of pride for me as a mother. You're like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> One moment, please. Quick commercial break. Can you ask daddy? Because I'm doing my podcast with Jill. But, but daddy's taking a shower. Okay. Well, you'll have to wait till he's out of the shower or until I'm done. Okay. You won't starve. I promise. Okay. Okay. Love you. No, you gotta go. We're talking grown-up things. You can't say a single word. Complete silence. (laughs) All right, Jilly, it's your turn. Give me another one. Um. Oh, this one really messed me up. The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's another one with haunted music. This is God help the outcast. So this is this movie is very um this is like the most real like religion heavy movie in um like animated movie for Disney. They uh um Prince of Egypt though. That's not a Disney movie, girl. But oh, I, okay. I love that movie. <sighs> love it. And the soundtrack? Oh, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me. Oh, I'm getting chills thinking about Whitney and uh, who else? Mariah. 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 Oh, yeah. God. Ugh. Anyway. So, Hunchback of Notre Dame. We all know the story. So, this movie, they said, like, God or anything having to do with religion more than, like, any other Disney film. But what is... There are a lot of problems with this movie that left me feeling traumatized, but the worst was Frollo and his lustful feelings for Esmeralda. Can't because it was just I got such an icky like it's it's feeling from it. It's so icky. Now here's going back to what I said in the very beginning. 
do you think it's important to expose small children to villains like that? Because they are going, listen. You're right. No, you're right. Listen. You're right. Villains like that in their real lives. The concern I have is that it, I think that, I think that I have like a gut reaction to it, but I don't know that. You under, have the comprehension. Translate, exactly. I don't know that it would necessarily translate to like, watch out for sexual predators. Yeah. Um, But I just got a, like, it just, and the whole movie was very dark. Um, There was a lot of talk about, you know, sin and lust. And they also like. And I mean, the whole concept of it, it's twisted from the start because right. Quasimodo is shunned because of his appearance. Yeah. And not to mention the fact that Frollo like killed his mother and then was not like to about to kill Quasimodo. And then yeah. the deacon or priest or whatever was like, listen, you can't do that. Not he's to like, mention he's a murderer. Right. Not to mention he's a murderer. And then, you know, the other issues, of course, have to do with um, super scary. It's violent. And the storyline involves a lot of issues, like I said, of like religion and sexual obsession, which might be a little bit too adult for kids. Yeah. And then there was the whole like, you know, they were going Frollo in particular. He um, when he discovered that Esmeralda, who he is developing lustful feelings for, he discovers that she has escaped the cathedral. He sends out he starts a citywide search for her and he's bribing and arresting gypsies and setting fire to a lot of their homes. So this was like a genocide. This was also like not a full genocide, but I mean, they're showing someone. Yeah. Like this is like all the racial overtones that. And I mean, the thing was, it was taboo for him to be attracted to Esmeralda because she was a gypsy. And that was was, right. He should have been attracted to anybody, you know, in my true crime circle, um, a big thing, like a, a big problem essentially is like prostitutes who are murdered because they're not, their deaths aren't taken as seriously because for, they're viewed as like less than, you right. know? And so the right. gypsies and the hunchback were the less viewed than. Viewed as less than, right. Yeah. And like, on the one hand, like congratulations to Disney for trying to shed like a historical light on. And it's, it's a real, you know what I mean? Like it, they're right. trying, yeah, history, right. history, historical. But I, think, but I think for like children, yes, I don't think it's. This is not this. No. Okay, so I'll take that and then transition into my next one, which I know you're you have a heavy thought on because a lot of fairy tales were that Disney took were not meant for children. They're they were right. meant for adults. Right. A la the Little Mermaid. Right. So yes. do you know do you know the true Little Mermaid story? About how she turns into foam and disappears. Well yeah, but it's it's even worse than that, right? So apparently Gosh. in the the real Little Mermaid story, it's exactly what you see in the terms of Disney where it's a, a mermaid who falls in love gives up her voice to a sea creature in exchange she has however many days and if she if she doesn't um she dies she right just disappears or whatever and so what happens is prince eric essentially it who's portrayed in disney who she meets does not fall in love with ariel he falls in love with another girl that's right and marries her and ariel's sisters are so upset they come up with a plot to murder him 
and I don't remember that part. It's not real... in the, this is like, no, the I know. I, I oh. don't remember this from the real one, but keep talking. Oh my yeah. God. So the sisters come up with, the I want those to... sisters. Hey, right? Sue, Gabby, Savannah, if Adam ever like fell in love with another woman, would you come up with a plot to kill him? <laughs> murder him. Yeah. So <laughs> they come up back, with, Adam. <laughs> their plan is they're going to murder him and then they're going to pour his blood over her human legs and hope that that will like turn her back into a mermaid. But she's so in love with him. She can't let them go through with it. So she just dies. And then I think after she's dead, they murder him anyways for <laughs> vengeance. They're like, you know what? And that's Fuck you anyway. That is the the little mermaid story that was written for adults. Right. And then Disney was like, oh, we can make this cute. <laughs> but it's not cute because she's a child bride. And that's a problem. And that's where I'm going. Years with old. It. I'm not a child anymore. It's Listen. um okay, so uh The Little Mermaid was one of my absolute favorite Disney movies as a child. Same. However, I found Ursula terrifying. I found her terrifying. Same, same, same. same. So she haunted my nightmares. She like lived in my closet as far as I was concerned. You know, she was there and I don't know what she was going to do to me because I can't sing. I have nothing to offer her. But as an adult, I'm team hashtag justice for Ursula. Okay. The bitch is a businesswoman. She wrote a contract. She spelled it all out. Talk about capitalism. Right. She, but here's the thing, Jillian lawyer jill jilliesque she didn't lie or cheat or steal she didn't she spelled it all out she sure did and said sign it and ariel's the dumbass who signed it okay but here's the thing if we're talking legalese i guess the question is at what point does a mermaid reach legal adulthood the age of consent because if it's if down in like i mean she says she tells king triton i'm not a child anymore right but is she legally a child uh, i, don't, I know. don't know right exactly i mean if the age but she's still she doesn't have a job she doesn't have a home she lives with her dad she's i think she's a classic teenager who's like i'm yeah, a grown-up you can't, can't tell me what to do teenagers can't enter into contracts chelsea Okay. okay. Do you want to hear a funny story? My sister Gabby once signed up to like. Was that the argument you were going with? You set me up. Unreal. (laughs) You were like, let me just ask you a quick question. What's the age of consent under the sea? (laughs) How did you not see that coming? God, I need to give you lawyer training. Um, Okay. So Gabby once signed up to donate like $10 a month to something. Right. When she was like 10. Okay. And uh, my mom actually did it for her for a few months. And then my mom was like, I have four mouths to feed. Okay. I cannot afford this anymore. I can't afford to feed this animal on the other side of the world and also feed my children. God love her. So at some point, my mom gets like letters. Well, Gabby gets letters from the company. Like you owe us money. And my mom calls them. She's like, Gabby is 10. Oh boy. The end. And they were like, oh, my bad. So it's a question that's ripe for debate. Yeah. But regardless, you know, I mean, maybe Ursula has a clause in her contract about 
you know, this is, we're living under the sea, girl. The laws of yeah, men don't apply. It's like the wild, wild west. Right. Here. You just, yes. Oh, that's a good point. There's maybe no it, statue of limitations here. We're just. Maybe it's like, you know, if someone in the mob lends you money and you don't pay them back, they break your kneecaps. Maybe they break your kneecaps. Like it, just, it just is what you it know, is. I mean. Now, in Ariel's defense, Ursula did play dirty and oh, for sure. transform herself into a beautiful woman to try and tempt Eric. You know, we're breaking even before, rules here. And even before she did that, she like had her little eels flip over the boat right when he was about to kiss her. So yeah, yeah. she was playing. She was dirty. setting her up for failure. However, but- Ariel's a child, and she fell in love with a man she saw a statue of exactly one time, or like one time off the side of the boat. Here's the other thing. You know, when Ariel first meets Ursula, she talks to Ursula talks about how she enjoyed all of these feasts at the palace. Mm-hmm. So I get the sense that Ursula was once a welcome guest at the palace and something happened. She probably got somebody in a contract that they signed know. and agreed to. Hey, Disney, and- Disney, you want to market? You, you want to market to the. Oh, they love the villain love- category. Yeah. The Little Mermaid and now like have Maleficent do Ursula pockets. Yes, exactly. I want to know Ursula's backstory. What brought her to this cave with all these weird little people that she shrank down? That okay. She shrank down and eats on occasion. I need to know this. Disney, if you're listening, and I hope you are, we need this. And by we, we I mean all the parents who used to be 90s kids who are hanging on by a thread in the time of COVID. Holding on by a thread. I would cancel my entire weekend that already has no plans to sit down and watch (laughs) Ursula, the movie. Just saying. And you know what? Angelina Jolie could also play the shit out of that. Just saying. She so could, but so could. um, Who could play Ursula? I'm, I'm thinking of somebody a little bit more heavy set and sassy. So Melissa McCarthy is supposed to play her in the live action remake of The Little Mermaid. And I but Melissa McCarthy is silly. I don't love that casting. Yeah. Well. I agree. No. It's I I think it's a terrible fit. Because she's silly. She's funny. I like I who would be who played um friggin' misery and Joe in the office? Kathy Kathy Bates? Ooh, yeah. Like, I don't, she might be a little too old to play it, do you think? But but that kind of, you're right. That vibe, right? That vibe. That vibe, exactly. That's a good one. That is a good one. But to your point, The Little Mermaid is fucked. Yeah, it's it's got a lot. It like, I remember being so excited to show it to Holland and then watching it with her. And like, listen, I still love it. It's recovered memories. I'm remembering happy childhood times. But watching it, I'm like, this storyline great not great my my mom bought me the vhs for my fifth birthday i think it was and then that same birthday i had a birthday party at mcdonald's and someone dressed up as a little mermaid showed up my mom really went all out uh wow actually that's not true it was my gabby was born so it must have been my seventh birthday right no yeah it was my seventh birthday that that happened but i remember getting the movie like the VHS when it first came out for a birthday present. And then there was one year that I accidentally went into a closet and the little mermaid soundtrack on, you know, cassette was in there. I didn't know. I was looking for something completely different. And I was like, I don't oh. know. Oh, what's this? This looks like a present for me. Cause I can read. <laughs> um, 
what was I going to say? On the note of Little Mermaid, do you remember the scandal of like the preacher at the end of the Disney film having an erection? Yes. It's there in the original VHSs. We went back and like we were probably in like eighth grade when that came out, the rumor mill. And I remember my friend Meredith was over and we were taking all the ones that they said and like trying to find them. And we found it. And also on the cover of the VHS, like the the sea, like the the castle. The castle. Yeah. It's very phallic. And there was yeah. a there was a penis in the back. A peen. A peen. A dick, if you will. So <laughs> if you will. So yeah, Little Mermaid, pretty fucked up. Um, all right. Next. It's you, girl. Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. The donkeys? The don- yes. The Fuck donkeys. those donkeys. The donkeys are terrifying. So for those of you who may not remember, I mean, everyone knows the story of Pinocchio. But this is what happens. These two, like, you know, kind of, you, you know what they're like? They're like the uh, the lower ranking people of the mob. This is my second mention of the mob in this wow. episode. I know. But and I don't know what the actual terminology is for them, but they're you know they're the wise guys, they're the ones that are doing the dirty. The wise work. guys. So at the quote Red Lobster Inn, Honest John and his sidekick Gideon the Cat meet a coachman who promises Honest John to pay him money if he can find quote naughty, stupid little boys for him to take to Pleasure Island. Right off the bat, what the fuck? Naughty, stupid boys. To bring to Pleasure Island. Nope. Disney, what? That's a big fat no. That is a big fat red flag. Talk about like, talk about problems. Pinocchio is probably my least favorite Disney movie, truly. It does nothing for me. I can't attach to any of the characters. I don't care. The music does nothing for me. Like, Agreed. I don't have any compassion for Pinocchio. Like, you're a toy. Toy Story had no problem being toys. Brave Little Toaster had no problem being appliances. Why can't you Pinocchio, be okay being a puppet? I just, I can't. I can't. Um, so, anyway, they decide. Oh, so then Honest John is at first terrified at the simple mention of the place and getting caught. And the coachman says, listen, none of the boys are ever going to come back as boys. It's going to be fine. So then... Honest John and Gideon, they leave the tavern, the Red Lobster Inn. They're super scared of this creepy coachman. Anyway, and they're like, let's find anyone we can find to bring to this coachman. And they find Pinocchio. Honest John pretends to be a doctor. He says, oh, you are allergic. You need a vacation on Pleasure Island. So they bring Pinocchio and some other boys to pleasure island and they're smoking cigars and cigarettes they're gambling they're engaging in vandalism they're getting drunk why is this in a children's movie it's epstein island (laughs) chelsea basically how awful i cannot believe this is in a film and it's currently on it must be on disney plus it is not right yeah that is fucked so then um so they go to pleasure island and uh they're being ridiculous. Jiminy Cricket is like, this is not okay. I am your conscience. This is not okay. So then Jiminy is like, oh my God. The boys that go to Pleasure Island turn into donkeys for their misbehavior. And then they're sold into slave labor in the salt mines and the circus. Perfect. So J- Jiminy Cricket runs back to warn Pinocchio. And he sees uh, Pinocchio's new friend transformed into a full donkey. Pinocchio manages to escape with only donkey ears and a tail 
why was this in a movie for children? What year did Pinocchio come out? Can you even, can and I mean, even like the character of Belle 
is like she's so taboo because she's a nerd. <laughs> Everyone's right? like, who is this? Everyone's bitch? making fun of her because she likes to read. Like, but you know what? You might I, like to read a little bit more. Like I connected with Belle because I, especially as an, up until the point I had kids, like I would spend all my spare money on books. I connected oh. with Belle because she was a brunette. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, we both have brown hair. Finally, a Disney princess that looks like me. That's actually how I felt. Because <laughs> I, at wow. that point, it was. Sleeping Beauty, right. Cinderella, all the blondes, sure. all the blondes, and I was like, "Cool, a brunette." Hey Disney, where's the Puerto Rican princess, huh? Hey Disney. Um, but no, I was also a book nerd. I'm still a book nerd. Um, I recently read a book in what five hours, Chelsea? I was up until three a.m. Oh yeah, it? yeah, reading a book. I got you in trouble. <laughs> um for being up so late i know um it was my I'll, recommendation yeah book which is and, i'll recommend it right here right now yeah such a fun age yeah so good really good she'll book. finished it in five hours and what's funny is that i was talking to my sister-in-law about it and she said oh i've been reading this book for however you know i've been reading this book for a month and i barely put a dent in it because i'm just doing it in my spirit you know at, like when i'm waiting to pick up the kids from school and I said, that's so funny. I just finished a book in one sitting and I haven't done that in so long. Such a fun age. I highly recommend it. And then she said, well, that's the book I've been reading for the last month. <laughs> I was like, well, let me know when you're done. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I really uh, connected with Belle on that. And when they were, like you said, they're making fun of her while she's walking around the town. Also, why is the town so obsessed with her? Like, get a life, guys. Like, get a life. Yeah. Don't you have other things to do? I know. But I guess she was kind of insulting them too. She's like, there goes the baker with his bread like always. There's no. a meme where she's like, there goes the baker with his bread like always. Wait, something along those lines. There's a meme where she's singing that line. And then yeah. it's like a cartoon drawing. And then the baker's like, fuck you, Belle. With like tears <laughs> straight <laughs> I've seen the one that you know the it's like a meme and it's the lady who's like I need six eggs and yeah. she has like kids hanging off her and they're like I thought I would be Belle it turns but out turns out I'm this lady, lady. which yeah. is accurate oh yes accurate, accurate. so yeah uh Beauty and the Beast just terrible she's fucked all right but I love it same same all right my okay, last one more yep yeah, my last one is Homeward Bound <gasps> I forgot. <laughs> oh no. I also forgot. And I was oh, having a conversation with no. my sisters today. I'm tearing I, up right now. I know. I know. Shadow. I know. Like my heart. I can't. And I was having a conversation with my sisters today. And I said, what movie messed you up as kids? And Gabby responded, Nightmare on Elm Street. I said, no, what children's no, movie what? messed you up as kids? She's like, oh, 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 Homeward Bound. I'm like, oh my God, I forgot. Forgot. You're right. That is. Right. So the worst scene. So for those of you who haven't seen Homeward Bound, it tracks, watch it. It's incredible. It's an amazing movie. It's a family of five and basically each kid has their own pet. The oldest son has a golden retriever because how much more American can you get? The middle son has a dog and the golden retriever's name is shadow. The middle son has a dog that they recently adopted that they named chance. I think he's an American pit bull. Yes. And then 
the daughter, the little girl, she has a cat named Sassy, who is voiced by Sally Field. And you cannot come up with a better actor to play the voice of this cat. Sally Field Field is a national treasure. She's a national treasure. And her voice, like, she might as well be that cat. It's incredible. But anyway, oh, and she Chance might as well is, be the cat. I know. Chance is played by Michael J. Fox. I can't remember who played Shadow. It was an older, I can't remember the actor. I feel like I'm going to be skewered for this. Um, but the movie follows these three pets. And somehow, I think they're going on a camping trip, if I remember correctly. Um, and they get lost. And they have to make their way back home. And they are stuck in the woods, basically. And, you know, they... Uh, okay, so... Hold on one second. All right. The voice is Don Amesh. I might be mispronouncing his name. Um, but he was like a, an old, I think, black and white film like actor. He was born in 1908. And he died right after this film. Shortly after the film was released. So they're making their way back home. Making my way downtown. Walking fast. <laughs> they're trying to get back home, like through the woods. The kids are all very upset. At one point, Chance like gets into a fight with a porcupine. And then oh, that's get- one of the worst parts. I know. And then they get rescued basically by like a rescue organization. And they're working on taking the spines out of him, but the animals, of course, the pets, they don't, they don't know. They are like, mm-hmm. oh, we're at the pound. They're going to put us down and they run away. And uh, anyway, t- toward the very end of the film, right before they're about to get home, Shadow, again, who's the oldest, the oldest, the oldest one, <sighs> he falls. Oh, I think all, they all do, but the other ones can get out easily because because they're they're young young. and spry. They all fall into an old golden retriever. Right. They all fall into a hole and I think it's been raining. So the hole is muddy. It's dirt. Yeah. It's quicksand. (laughs) It's basically, it's not quicksand, but I, I understand your, that's a vibe. It's a, it gives you quicksand. It's the same energy. Okay. (laughs) If a hole can have a vibe or an energy, this one had quicksand vibes. It's giving me big time quicksand vibes. Okay. Okay. So sassy and chance are at the top of the hole. They're like, come on, shadow. Let's go. And he's like, I can't do it. He tries though, but he tries so many times and he gets tired and he's basically sitting at the bottom of this hole. And we're like, oh my God. He made it this far and now chance and they have to go on without him because their their humans are nearby but if they don't go soon they're gonna miss their humans isn't well, that the like humans the whole... are back home at this point. oh they're home they're okay. home at this point right and like it's awful so then all of a sudden like the little boy the middle child who's little he's so cute i want to squeeze him he's in the back yelling for the, like they're like i think i hear him barking and he's like chance chance and then chance comes running through the backyard so happy and then sassy comes running and then the oldest son is like shadow is old he looks hopeful but he's like nah but he also realizes like this is not going to end well and then shadow oh my god like even thinking about it right now he's like he's like yeah i'm coming and he's so far and he's all muddy and he's so dirty no he's like peter because the his his owner his was Peter. He's like, the oh, Peter, Peter. <laughs> and it's sobbing. Just, right. Sobbing. Oh, God. Like, yeah. 
So yeah, this this movie will emotionally wreck you. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Unless you like dogs, then or cat, don't do it. The yeah, but that, but they all but survive. They I all know, survive. But it is it's emotion, and that's that's the thing, right? It's like I will watch, you know, the movie I Am Legend. Yeah. What part made you cry, Chelsea? Any parts? Uh, the only oh, part that made me sad was when the dog. Yeah, when Sam had to be killed because she had turned. I yes. I don't care that any human dies in the movie. Well, that's like when I was telling you about Airbud, which is not going to be my number one, but Airbud for the longest time was the only movie that could make me cry. <laughs> and because a dog was in pain. Yeah, well the dog and he's not even like in danger. Just this like sad scene where right. this boy who's obsessed with him is like trying to um get rid of him for his safety cuz like kidnappers are after him because he's a basketball star you know and he's basically <laughs> trying to like free him classic 90s wilderness. movie am i right yeah and so he's standing there and he throws the basketball and he's sobbing and he's like i don't want you anymore and i'm just like yes you do you do do want it and the dog's like wagging his tail like what and he's like i hate you i don't want you anymore but Aww. it's all a lie so sad anyways Aww. so yeah homeward bound takes my number one spot for emotions specifically right. the scene the whole scene well yeah but the i do remember the porcupines in the dog's face was a close second yeah oh dead. poor guy no one gives a shit about the cat okay sassy I'm, just listen yeah but cats are for nimble, making it okay cats yeah. cats are gonna they've got nine lives they have nine of them right right um for my number one spot in light of the 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 life we've been having <laughs> is um Jumanji. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, nineteen ninety five. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the trauma. <laughs> Everything in that movie screwed me up. Like it's all my worst fears: being swarmed by bugs, being sucked in through the floor. Like it's quicksand in real life. <laughs> quicksand in real life. I mean, all of it. It's all the monkeys. The oof. Oof. Yeah. It's yeah. it's the scariest. And I know we were all joking around on the reason this came to my mind is like on New Year's Eve after we're like, okay, at midnight, everybody yelled Jumanji so the game can be over. Yeah. And so I don't think there's a ton to get into with it because I think there's nothing specific that stands out to me, but I just remember the overall movie like really scaring me, really scaring me. Yeah. Um but I do have like a funny story. So when I was working events, one time I was at this hotel and in their back room, they had a bunch of board games up on the top okay. shelf okay. and somebody had stuck a note and they had the board game Jumanji oh, and somebody stuck a note, a sticky note on it that was like, do not open this game <laughs> under any circumstances. And I just remember being like, oh, like I took a picture of it on my freaking like Nokia phone at the time <laughs> and was like, this is so funny. I wish I still had it because I, was, I just was like that's hilarious do not open, um, do not open I, this game in this hotel under any circumstance I on New Year's Eve this is a funny story so this New Year's Eve 2020 to 2021 the clock struck midnight Adam and I stayed up for it and I turned and looked at Adam waiting for a kiss I think I said Jumanji and then turned and looked at him <laughs> I really did say Jumanji I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. fucking around with this 
But I turned and looked at Adam and he kept staring at the TV. It took him a solid 30 seconds before he was like, oh, yeah, I got to kiss you. It's midnight. Like, what the um, I'm right here. Hashtag room. Look at me with your big dumb eyes. <laughs> Look the hell around. Anyway. But in conclusion, based on our picks, it seems the things that traumatized you were more sad and the things that traumatized me were more scary. Yes. So and what I, does that say about us as well, humans? Well, I don't like to be scared, so I just avoid it. Oh. What's it say about you? I don't like to be sad, so I just avoid it. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow. This episode of Psychology with Chelsea and Jill is brought, brought to, you to you by, by Disney. <laughs> Disney, traumatizing kids since 1930. <laughs> Wow, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is probably Adam hates scary, or excuse me, Adam hates sad movies, hates sad things, and doesn't understand why I like to watch it. That's so funny because you know that Adam and I are very similar. Yeah. Jill jokes around that. Um, what did you say the other day? Because you sent me something that Adam did. Was it the light switches? And I then I sent you a picture of my light switches. Oh, yes. And you were like, wow, I chose great life partners. <laughs> <laughs> so like, Adam yeah. does this thing where when we moved into our house, all of the light, like the switches and the plates and the outlets and the plates for all that almond color that was popular in the 90s. Yeah, and yeah. Um, we slowly switched them out to white. Now every one of our house is white. And whenever he would install them, he would make sure that the screws, you know, the line and the screw that allows you to screw it in the indentation, they were all horizontal or vertical. I think the same, they, they all, they were all the same on the same plate. All four screws are facing the same way. Well, usually it's one or two, but yes. So some of mine have four. Well, oh, sure. Like if it's got four, you're right. You're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So I was like, wow, Adam is a psychopath. I said, this is giving me major sleeping with the enemy vibes. Mm -hmm. Another 90s classic. So Jill sends me a picture of it being like, look at this shit that Adam does. And I literally, because I consciously, when I put the new plates in, also turned to them all so they were the same. So I literally turned to the nearest <laughs> outlet and took a picture of it. And I was like, I like his style. <laughs> and Jill's like, wow. wow. It's interesting. The life partners I've chosen. Like, obviously I have, obviously I'm consistent. Obviously I have a type and the yeah. type is crazy. Well, it's something. <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way. Yay. And yeah. you know what else is great about that? Not to get too deep, but you, Chelsea gets Adam's idiosyncrasies. So if I'm like, Adam is doing this or Adam is feeling this way or, you know, whatever the case may be, she's like, oh, I get it. Yeah, get it. I do always get and it's it. nice to have um, a friend that gets it because not everyone does, <laughs> including you. You say right. like not everyone does, including myself, because not everyone does, including me. And then Chelsea can shed a new light like it's all right, sweetheart. This is normal. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. Oh, uh, and then Josh and I get to be on the sidelines like, wow, just being like these fucking nut jobs. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Betty. This was fun. This was fun. Trauma memories. We also, I didn't mind this Zoom setup. I thought it was going I, to suck, but yeah, it's pretty it okay. Pretty, yeah, it is. I think being able to, if we were doing this on the phone, it would suck. That like would Being suck. able to see your face and your facial expressions. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. So good to know that if we ever need to go back to Zoom in the future, um, although our 
hopefully once our quarantine is up, we can go back to our quarantine team. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by, Jill. Sign us off with where the people can find us. You can find us at work for 90s kids on Instagram, work for 90s kids at gmail.com if you want to email us. And we promise we will make our Facebook eventually for 2021 active. goals we'll get there okay it's not even All we're right, still in the guys. free 30-day trial uh, this is the free 30-day trial 2020 doesn't actually end until you know 11 59 on january 31st 2021 um i'd like to give a shout out to two very special men in my life adam kringle's birthday is on monday january 25th and my son jack turns five oh wait three special people in my life Jack turns five on January 29th and Miss Holland turns Miss five Holland. on yes. January 31st. Happy we birthday. We got some three of my faves. Celebrate birthday celebrations to do once we're out of quarantine. I know. And luckily we get to break quarantine basically right that weekend. That yeah, weekend. exactly. So I'm looking yeah. forward to celebrating and uh, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Five stars only guys. Okay. Don't <laughs> fuck around with those four, three, two, one shits. If you don't like us. Don't listen. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Okay. I think you have to. I have to end the meeting. Love you. And hit stop recording and then end it and send it to me or whatever. Yes. I will email it to you shortly. Love you, Chelsea. Love you. Bye. Bye.